0: Tonight we wrap up the year with our top 10 of 2023. We are very excited to talk about all the movies that we really enjoyed this year. And some of the things that maybe we didn't. Is your favorite movie going to make it on the list? Is our favorite movie going to make it on the list? Well, tonight, the top 10 of 2023 on the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show.
0: welcome to sexy vampire teeth podcast uh i am joe i'm Justin, and hey it's matt well we're in our uh, final episode for the year and uh it's one of my favorites to do because it is the top 10 of the year top 10 of the 2023s i don't know i i feel like most of these movies we've all talked about um, you know in the podcast outside the podcast but i have a couple here that i've never really mentioned Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see if you guys have the same kind of thing too, like one or two that I never heard of, but, um, all right, kick this off. I'll start, uh, with my number 10, uh, which shouldn't be a huge shock, but it is, uh, the last voyage of the Demeter, of Demeter, (laughs) whatever the fuck it is, (laughs) the Dracula boat. Yeah. I like the movie fine you know I thought it was uh, a good atmospheric movie uh, I was looking forward to it a lot uh, I was disappointed a lot <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day I, I still kind of it uh, just enjoyed having it on and it's definitely like a good background movie I like the imagery I like the look of it um, and it, you know and really when I thought of myself like what did I expect from this you know it is pretty much what it was um, so yeah I, I thought it deserved to be on the list because um I was looking forward to it a lot and uh, it was a good looking movie but that's Pretty much all I had going for it.
2: So, uh, so, so my number, my number ten, um, is actually a movie that we didn't really talk about, uh, and I got, I, I got a few of them on here actually that we never really discussed on the show.
0: Okay. Um,
2: but number ten for me is sick.
0: Oh, you like that movie? I did. Yeah,
2: I did. Yeah, you know, it, it was exactly kind of what I was looking for when I watched. I just wanted like a, like kind of a fun slasher flick.
0: Yeah, Kevin Williamson vehicle. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw that early in the year. I think it was like on free somewhere, like Peacock or something like that. Like, like yeah, ja- January maybe it was early, and uh, I checked yeah. it out and I thought I actually thought it was pretty good for what it was. Um, kind of like a Hallmark movie quality horror movie, but you know, I it didn't really like wow me. Um, but but I I get I get that that's kind of like your your thing. Like, yeah, you, you probably of, have Scream on the list, and I don't think me or Matt have that on here.
2: I, well, I do, yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's scratched that itch for me. Sure, know? I
0: get
1: that, yeah. All right, cool. So, in my number 10 slot, I have a movie. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. I think I texted you guys about it, that I was going to watch it. It's called No One
0: Will Save You. A, um, that's a Hulu movie? Yeah, it's a Hulu okay. movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I did
1: see that. Yeah, so it's an artistic kind of take on an alien home invasion movie that's you know it's got some symbolism and has some fun creativity in you know that they they took some risks which i was like hey anyone willing to do something different is cool i mean it definitely started out a lot better than it ended but it's because I, i was like okay you know i don't i don't really like the direction it went but I appreciate them trying something new and I I thought it was really clever how much of the movie I mean there's barely like three words of of English spoken in the whole movie. Yeah. I was gonna say
0: there's there's no like there's no real dialogue in that film.
1: Yeah, which some scenes like you could is when it was like really obvious that they were going to get through the scene without dialogue and it was like, how are they going to do it? Okay. That's a way to do it. You know, like in the police station, but yeah. I was like, overall, um, I didn't feel necessary. It didn't feel lacking. It didn't feel like a quiet movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, uh, I, I described it as a movie that I wouldn't recommend, but I enjoyed watching and I would enjoy talking to yeah. someone about if they did see it, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I saw it. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, but uh yeah I'm, I'm glad you got got something out of that one for my number nine i have another movie that uh we didn't really talk about but uh this is pet cemetery bloodlines did you guys see this no. that's the show right no it's a prequel movie
1: oh uh, okay yeah i was con- i think i saw it available for stream on things and i thought it was the show and i was like well. Oh. Yeah, we'll see how the first season does, and then the first season dies because a lot of people see. Oh, we'll see how the first season does.
0: <laughs> so. Right, right. No, no. It was just, it was a movie. Uh, was on um, for free, like it was like a straight to Amazon movie or some some service like that for I think it was October. On Paramount Plus, yeah. Paramount Plus, yeah. Uh, for Is that October.
1: That the origin story of how the Pet Cemetery came to be.
0: Well, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not really an origin story about like the creation of the Pet Cemetery, but it's about um, Judd from the original movie it's kind of like if you um I, th- I think it was in the movie but more so there was like a huge chapter in the book about like when uh this guy's like son came home from the war and they actually buried him in the pet cemetery and he came back and he was like telling all the people's secrets in town and mm. all this crazy shit was happening it was just basically that chapter done as a movie
2: okay oh okay yeah
0: um, I thought it was pretty good for what it was, a free movie, right? Like, it just came out for... <laughs> um, and I'm a huge Pet Cemetery fan. I, we talked about that last year, read the book last year. You know, um, me and her watched uh, the movie. I thought the remake was actually pretty good, too. I, I really just liked that story a lot, so I was curious to see this. And I got to say, my favorite part about the whole movie was, for some reason, she's not one to, like... Really get too scared in the movie, but she was getting freaked out the entire movie, and like kept like jumping on top of me and like you know like comically like putting her hands in front of her face and like yelling, "Oh no!" Um, But it was really endearing, and that was like my favorite part of the movie. Um, But but it was good. The actors were good. I liked the story. I liked how they kind of just kept it pretty like close to what we got in the original movie and original book, which was that that little story. Uh, They didn't go like off the rails with some, like, you know, the, the very first, you know, time it was made and like go, go back too far. It was in a time period that was like interesting to watch. Uh, yeah, I I liked it.
2: My number nine was the nun two. Um, I actually, I I like the nun movies. I do too. Um, like out of all of those like conjuring universe, uh, spin-offs. I, I feel like the Nun movies are the best done. Um, they're like effectively creepy. I think I love the design of that character, of the Nun character,
1: inspired by um, Marilyn Manson. Was it? Doesn't it look a lot like Marilyn Manson? Oh, it does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, I, I think it's like when he does himself up creepy. I'm like, right. it just, it must be. I mean, come on, like. I'm not I'm not saying like oh they got his, his write off or he's gonna sue for likeness, but I mean it definitely like looks like if Milo Manson dressed as a nun, which I think he has, you know. <laughs> yeah, the nun the nun does kinda look like it. But
2: um yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I thought it was um at least on par with the with the first movie. Oh yeah, um, yeah it was. Which I liked a lot.
0: Yeah. I, I um, out of the conjuring universe movies, I think the nun and the nun two are my favorite of those.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I Although I,
2: I actually really, really enjoyed um, the last Conjuring movie, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. Really? Yeah, I did.
0: Oh, wow. That movie was like out of control. <laughs> Based I on a true it. story. <laughs> it's like, what? I,
2: I mean, I don't mind Danny. <laughs> I know, of that I true. know. But, like, as a movie, I, I enjoyed
1: it. So, my number nine is I have. Uh, Last voyage of the Dracula ship and uh, <laughs> the D minor. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Joe and I actually did a quick bite on this, and uh, like, I think after talking with you, like, I, I did think back when I think back on the imagery of the movie, I remember it fondly, and I would definitely put it on as a background movie again. And it just, I think, I went into it knowing. Yeah, because it's a story that's very, very old. And it's like, you know, they're not gonna take Dracula down on this one, you know, so, right. It's, uh, so I think going into it, it kind of removed a lot of the attention for me. But that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. And I might watch it again simply because of how fun it is to look at.
0: Yeah. And we definitely always need to try to talk about a vampire movie on a podcast called Sexy Vampire Teeth. So Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. So um at number eight, uh, I have a movie again that we didn't talk about, but I did text you guys about this. <clears throat> uh the movie's called Night of the Hunted. Did anyone actually check this out?
1: Is that the shark no.
0: movie? It's not a shark movie, no. Um, it's kind of like one of those movies that's <laughs>
1: it's so disappointed. no it's not a shark
0: movie. <laughs> well I wish it was um,
1: <laughs>
0: so there's this like shark that goes into a uh, convenient <laughs> 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 it's one of those movies that just like takes place like all in one like set piece it's all like you know kind of real time almost um, it, it's pretty simple concept and it, it's just really effective uh, horror film especially with like tension and um, all that kind of stuff. So you have a, a, a woman who uh, is having an affair. She's driving with like her, you know, lover or whatever. Uh, she's married. She's like on the phone with her husband. She's going to some kind of clinic for like trials to get pregnant. And uh, this dude's driving her to the place or whatever. And she stops in a convenience store. And in the convenience store, she finds the clerk dead behind the counter. And she looks out the window and a sniper shoots her lover And she's stuck inside this convenience store getting shot at, trying to escape. And the only thing that's in there is a two-way radio where this crazy guy is telling her why he's doing it and fucking with her while she tries to get out of this store. It all takes place within like an hour and a half. Uh, It is a really well-done movie. It was on Shutter. I heard a couple people talk about it, so I decided to check it out. And I was like glued to the screen. It was really good.
1: That actually sounds fantastic. Yeah. I, I took the phone away from my ear because I really want to hear. <laughs> I want to see it, and I didn't want. To, I not want to risk a possible spoiler because I'm excited to see it. Because I remember you texting about it. Now <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah," and I saw something on it, and I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool."
0: Yeah, so. yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Justin, what do you got for number eight?
2: Uh, number eight for me, uh, totally killer.
0: Oh yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's good. Good movie.
2: it's a it's a fun flick man it's it's you know once again it it, it just kind of like scratches that uh teen slasher flick itch for me you know um i feel like we don't get a ton of like that vibe anymore like outside of scream no um so it's just it was just nice to have like something new that was reminiscent of Kind of those
1: 80s and 90s teen slasher flicks that I'm just a huge fan of. I'm beginning to wonder if you like slasher movies or just hate teenagers.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of both.
1: <laughs> uh, for number eight, um, I feel like I'm going to get some booze for this, but I had there's something wrong with the children.
0: Um, mm, I, I did see that movie, and I, I I did enjoy it while I watched it, but it was forgettable.
1: I, I'm always just fascinated with the idea of a hidden temple, a hidden this, some type of mystery in the world that has some type of evil, whether it's a, a bug thing, which it kind of was in this, but also it had other aspects of just mysterious evil. And I just thought it was a really cool premise and I enjoyed, and I, I felt like there was like a lot of tension in it, even though a lot of it happens during the daytime and everything, you know? So,
0: yes. Um, all right. Number seven, for me, it is evil dead rise. And we did a whole podcast on this cause we went to the theater and saw it. Uh, I think part of the reason why I liked it was the theater experience too. Um, but I, yeah, it, I, I, I didn't love it, love it, but I thought it was good. Definitely worth putting on a list as far as like mainstream horror movie for the year goes. It was probably my, one of my favorites. Uh, and, and yeah, so that's uh We we'll, won't really get too much into that because we talked about it enough. So, Justin, when you got for number seven?
2: Yeah, we did a whole episode on that one. Um, yep. But uh, for, for number seven for me is uh, Hell House Origins.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't get to see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just a huge fan of that. Uh, oh, I know. The yeah. whole franchise, so um and I, I thought this one was actually really well done.
1: Uh maybe the best since the original. So, yeah, it's 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 on my list. Okay. All right. And then uh, what do you got? for my number 7, I had Knock at the Cabin. Oh, oh wow.
0: I'm surprised you put that on the list. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought it was a really like I like biblical stuff too, you know, because it's like The closest thing, evil stuff that's saying ghosts and demons and stuff are real. They were, you know, growing up, you know, Catholic, I had a hard time grappling with myself. I think that's why I'm so afraid of ghosts more than anything else is because I was taught that they're real and there are demons and there are apocalyptic events. And to see how it would come to fruition in the real world, I thought was really good. And honestly, the best part of, of the movie was... I'm so impressed with David Bautista's um, acting in that movie. Like, yeah, he was good. I was just like, holy... Sh- he was so good in that. And I'm like, man, this guy can really... Like, he was... He could be a big tough guy, like in the Army of the Dead or whatever it was called, that zombie movie. Um, which is what you would typecast him as. And, yeah. you know, he showed he, he can be silly as Drax. But this was really just like the, his this gentle, giant type of persona, which... It was so convincing that, I don't know, I really have fond memories of the movie.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised.
1: I
2: I actually, I really like Knock at the Cabin. I I, I didn't put it on my list because I don't necessarily categorize it as a horror
0: movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what would you put it in the category of?
2: Suspense, maybe? I'm not really
0: sure. I just, I didn't...
2: I don't know. I, I, it
0: just didn't feel like a horror
2: movie to me. Yeah, it's not it well-defined. It, well, yeah. It's not. It's not. Um, but it is a movie that I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a big fan. For whatever
2: it was.
1: Yeah. I won't argue too strongly the case for it being a hard, horror movie, but I don't think it's a stretch to consider it. One. No, no,
2: no. no. I, I wouldn't argue that with you at all. If you yeah. consider it a horror movie, then yeah, absolutely. I, I just didn't put it in that category
0: myself. Gotcha. No. Mm. Um, all right, I'm getting into my top six, and you know, one of the things about this, and I'm looking at this list, um, and, and when I made the list, I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't, I feel like it's hard, It was really hard to narrow these last six down, because for me, it's like number one, two, and three are like all number one for me. Like, I can't really define like which one is really like number one. Those three are number one, and number four, five, and six are all number two for me, and it's like hard to define like which one really like stands out. The only way I really, like, knew how to do this is I just organized into what I thought was, like, a better production value. Th- that That's it, you know? So, like, that that's how, like, <laughs> four, five, and six are all, like, my number two. But I just kind of put it in an order where, like, how how good did it look? You know, how well was it put together? So, uh, number six for me is Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, okay.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, wow. I have to check that out. I,
0: you know what? I, I don't really know that anyone would actually, like, even put it in their top ten necessarily. But... For me, like, the same way for, like, Justin like, had put a couple things in there that just kind of, like, that's his thing. Like, like teen slasher movies, you know? Um, like, he already had two big ones on there, you know, of the year. Uh, uh, for me, it's just, like, a, a straight-up, like, 80s-style slasher is so, like, satisfying to me. And I was really, like, happy to see this movie. I'm a big fan of Eli Roth. I was a big fan of the Thanksgiving trailer <laughs> from Crying House. Um, and it was essentially the same fucking thing. Like, they used a lot of the shots. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was a real big fan. I really, really enjoyed it. It was so, like, turn off my mind and just enjoy kind of thing. You know, a lot of cool um, practical effects and a lot of great kills. You know, a, a, a good mystery. Like, I didn't really know who it was. I had an idea, and it kind of flips it on its head a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a, a classic, like, eighty slasher brought to modern times so I, I really enjoyed it for that and i don't think critically or even like just fans were super into it it, it did get greenlit for a sequel fairly fast um
2: oh real quick yeah real and real I,
0: quick. I don't know if that's an eli roth thing or just like a testament of like yeah these movies people just love them you know because it reminded me like a friday the 13th i just like sat back and then like just enjoyed it let it happen and uh yeah so that's uh number number six so what do you got justin
2: Uh, I'm not going to comment too heavily on that because I do have Thanksgiving on my list. Oh, all right. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, Number six for me was Evil Dead Rise. Okay. And like I said, we already did a whole episode on it. Yeah. To get through into it. But I, you know, huge fan of the franchise and
1: I really enjoyed this one. Okay. Matt? So number six for me was The Nun 2. Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, so... Justin, you're very excited,
0: bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: A little bit of backstory is I've never seen a single movie in the Conjuring universe. For some reason, when the first Conjuring movie came out, it was during this time period where I was like... It was like coming off of the rings and the grudges and the things, and I'm just like, uh, fucking, like, I don't want... You know, like, I was avoiding movies that I thought would, like, fuck me up trying to go to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, so it was like I would uh, lend myself to- towards pretty much every other type of horror, but just kind of avoid the purely supernatural stuff, just because like that and po- paranormal activities. This many of them that were like bad, but didn't even have to be good movies to freak me out. You know what I mean? Right. What I did was I went and in order I didn't skip straight to the nun two. I watched the nun, then I watched the nun two, which is I think it's a fantastic sequel. It's better than the original. You know, I agree with you on that front. And uh, I really think it's like the nun is not referring to Valak, the demon. It's referring to the protagonist, which I thought was like, oh, this is like her story. You know, and I thought that was pretty cool. I um, kind of
2: felt the same way, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I, I and I thought that was a really cool take on it because there were it was like almost like a fantasy movie and how they worked in like, oh, we have to get this artifact and it's doing this. I don't know. It just it did a lot of great things in uh, once again, having grown-up Catholic I was like yo this is really good and they were they were scary but not like cheap scary they were interesting they were well written and yeah and since then I've watched The Conjuring The Conjuring 2 when I started um Annabelle the first one because I'm kind of just watching the series in order but not in the order they were released because it seems like obviously there's a lot of overlap I was like oh shit so yeah. like the nun is from Conjuring 2 oh, okay yeah, um, I, I stopped Annabelle halfway through, not because of anything, just because it was, like, Christmas Eve, and they were like, Matt, what are you doing? Come downstairs, you know? <laughs> but I'm going to go through and just kind of binge them all. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I So I'm glad that you got into it, because I know you were kind of like, like what you said, is it's like, ah, it's like mainstream like nonsense, I don't, I don't know. But, like, they're actually pretty decent for, for that kind of thing, for, like, a Blumhouse universe of films. I watched them all in uh, story order a couple of years ago, and then I've kept up with the new ones that have come out. So no, I'll have to
1: figure out a way to do that to kind of I might retro, like after watching Annabelle, finishing Annabelle, I might just watch whatever is in order up to what i actually it's impossible because I've seen the nun too. So, yeah, Yep. Yeah.
0: but they're going to keep making movies. So I wonder yeah. if the next nun movie will have her perform a third miracle and become like a saint.
2: Hmm. Oh, that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, because because that's like what she did in each one. Um, I thought the nun two was actually better than the first one. Did, how how great was that newsstand scene? By the way, like I thought that, that was, was so crazy. Oh
1: my god! That <laughs> yeah, was yeah,
0: it was so well done. It got me like so well done, like anxious. Like I, I, it had like oh, yeah. an effect. I'm like, oh god, like this is really like. And if I had been to the theater, I felt like that would have been a lot, you know, more the case. But yeah, it's a good movie. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you watched it. I, I didn't put it on my list at all. Um, and it's not that I didn't find it to be really good. I just... I don't know. I, it it might have been like number 11 for me, honestly. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have like three number 11s. I'll talk about <laughs>
0: that at the end. Uh, my number five is a movie I didn't talk about at, at all. And, uh, man, what a good movie. Uh, Influencer, which was on uh, Shudder. Seeing the title... I automatically assumed it was just some nonsense movie like about influencers and like some kind of, you know, like a slather house kind of bullshit, you know? And I'm like, no interest in seeing this whatsoever. But I kept seeing people talk about how it was like one of the best horror movies of the year. I'm like, what the fuck is this then? I watched the trailer and it was like nothing really to do with that title. Um, like I get why they use the title, but it's very misleading. But it's uh, essentially like one of those kind of movies where uh, someone takes over someone's identity and like holds them hostage or whatever. And uh, although not like a super original kind of uh, movie, really, really well done. Great tension. Uh, did not know where it was going to go from like 10 minute to 10 minutes. So I was just like, what's going to happen next? It, it goes by really fast. It's like an hour and a half. It feels like it's 50 minutes. Like it's a really great movie. I'm not going to talk about it at all. I definitely recommend you guys see this movie. I think you'll both really, really like it a lot.
2: Yeah, I'm adding yeah, I, a list, that's what we're talking. <laughs> I actually, I saw that on a lot of lists. Um, yeah. Just like in the last few weeks. Um, so it, I'm definitely interested in seeing it. And since you put it on your list, I'm putting it on mine. Did
0: Did you see uh, It's a Wonderful Knife?
2: I did, yes.
0: Did you see it, Matt?
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: So, remember there was, like, a girl in there. Uh, she was, like, I think, like, one of the cousins or something like that. She's, like, a giant birthmark on her face. You couldn't really miss it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was uh, she was the aunt's uh, wife.
0: Okay. So, she's, the like, the star, like, the, the, the villain or whatever of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, she's in, like, two pretty cool movies this year. Because I, I liked It's a Wonderful Knife. It was on my list, but it, it was it was all right. No. It was good. I, I don't know. I thought It's a,
1: it's a Wonderful Knife. Like, I was... like too tired to watch it kind of thing and i was just like it it wasn't it it didn't take itself seriously so i was just like okay whatever and i I think i just got bored with it type of thing you know you get what you
0: do yeah it's a hallmark horror movie um it's Yeah. yeah it was good
1: i'm glad they did it i think it's it's a clever idea but i think it was just too tired at the time to because I think I literally started it at like 1 o'clock in the
0: morning. I didn't expect yeah. it to actually become like It's a Wonderful Life of sorts, which was odd. And I felt like it was in the vein of like Totally Killer a little bit. I don't know if like you might have got that vibe from it. I, I thought Justin might yeah, have enjoyed I, it. I yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah,
2: um, I did. No, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, again, just, I mean, like you said, the, the Hallmark quality... Uh, whatever you want to call it, you know yeah. that's that's kind of just what it yeah. was, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, Justin. What do you got? Number um number five.
2: Number five is a movie that none of us have discussed. I'm not sure if anybody else has seen it, and it was a last minute edition because I literally just oh that's it.
0: that's why we postponed the podcast. Okay, what, what is <laughs> it? like I was going to ask you the
2: po- podcast by thirty minutes. All right, I got three <laughs> minutes left in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you'll see why. Uh, so number five for me is Skinamarang.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I could not get behind that bullshit, man. I, I, I ugh. What,
1: really?
0: did, what did you like it about is, that I movie? Know that,
1: like, I, 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 I tried watch, watching it twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not, but, it's too arthouse for me. And,
1: and some No, but like, everyone's like, you have to watch the whole thing. You have to watch it in a dark room, blah, blah, blah. But it just was like that's exactly what I did. I I (laughs) sat there, I watched the
2: whole thing in a dark room. Um, and and I put off watching this movie because I knew how divisive it was.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. But other than that, I knew nothing about it. Like I, I didn't really read any, any reviews or anything. So you didn't know the premise. Okay. No, not, no, no, not really. So, um, I just put it on, sat down, watched it. And I'll say this. I feel like once you get behind the conceit of the movie, if you can, yeah, you'll have that much more appreciation for it. I bought it. It took me a little bit to like kind of get my bearings with it because it's it's a weird flick. You know, there's, there's, there's no bones about it. It's nothing like this has ever been made before. It's experimental as fuck. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. not
0: always a good thing, but yeah.
2: No, it's not always a good thing. I'll, I'll grant you that. It's not always a good thing. I feel like this movie just was a mood. It just, it just,
1: it was it's a vibe.
2: Atmospheric. It's a vibe. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever you feel out of it coming out of it that's what you get from it and me i got like this movie almost brought me back to being a child and being scared of shit that i can't see
0: well listen I'm, which is I'm,
2: what i feel like the movie was about
0: i'm glad you got something out of the movie uh because i really like i i watched it and i tried to like do that whole thing and you know like Get into the mood of it because I knew what it was going into it. You know, I understood it was like this kind of experimental art house thing. And, you know, you had to be in a certain kind of place. I mean, it came, I watched it in January. Like it came out like bright in the beginning of the year. And yeah. I was just like, fuck this, man. Like I, I am not interested in this. Um And I and I watched the whole thing, you know, and I just kind of turned it off. And I'm just like, yeah, it had zero effect on me. And I gave it a, like I gave it my attention. But, uh yeah, it just didn't work. I don't know. It didn't work for me.
1: I think it's easy to, you know, shit on a movie this radical in nature, Um, you know, so I'm not I'm not going to go there. And literally what happened was I tried putting it on once and I watched the first five minutes and I was like, oh, this is really experimental. Okay, I got to get in a better headspace for this. It was like it may have even been during the daytime. So then I tried watching it again another time at night and it was like 40 minutes in and I was just like, yeah, I'm not it's not. Hitting me, but I get like why it's. I, I always I think it's cool that they tried something different.
0: I'm all for it. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah so, I, I'm all about people making skin Like make, make make them make yeah. them all the time, and, and, I'll, and I'll check them make out. Some
1: Blair witches, make some skin yeah. have I'll, some fun. I'll check them some all them out. I'll
0: but I, they're not anyway. really. They've been misses for me, so I'm not. I'm not a big fan.
1: For number five, I have Evil Dead Rise. Let's talk a lot about it.
0: Our um, <laughs> I don't. I, we're getting into like my, my top four we we've we done like long episodes on these, so I'm not gonna get into it too much. Um number four for me is Cobweb. Uh
2: number four for me, Scream Six. Okay. Okay. We did a whole episode on it.
0: Did a whole episode you don't have to go more. Yeah. Uh Matt, number four. When Evil Lurks. Okay. Again, we did an episode on that. Um that's actually my number three. <clears throat> Mine too. Oh! Oh! Wow! Okay, <laughs> we're moving along. Uh, Matt, what do you got for Matt, number, three? number three? When evil lurks? When evil lurks? None of us have. Uh, none of us
1: twice. They named it twice.
0: <laughs> none of us have had all three where we actually had the same number uh, for a yeah. movie. Yeah. But so you, my number three is
1: Cobweb. I liked Cobweb because I would. The reason I put it higher is because I will watch Cobweb again. Without
0: feeling like, oh, God, what am I doing to myself? (laughs) Fair fair enough. Okay, well, um, my number two is going to be a movie we talked about a lot. Uh, And that's going to be Talk to Me.
2: Uh, My number two is Thanksgiving.
0: Wow, you put that up there.
1: Yeah, I fucking loved it, dude. (laughs)
0: You're
1: you're nothing if not consistent. You definitely have a a type.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. okay. This
1: this was this was one of my favorite movies of the last few years. I just I
2: was all about this movie, man. Thanksgiving. <laughs> White meat, dark meat, all will be carved.
0: I couldn't stop saying that in my head the entire time I watched the movie, which was one of the reasons why I loved it. Um. All right. Uh, so Matt, Matt, what's your number two?
1: My number two is Godzilla minus one.
0: Okay. My number one is Godzilla minus one.
1: I went back and forth on that a lot.
0: Yeah, obviously I'm swayed by being a big Godzilla fan. I'm swayed by having something that I am very um, that's very special to me. Be taken seriously and people going to see it like actual like like just a normal crowd of people all kind of going to see this movie because it became like this cultural thing, almost like. Barpenheimer and when Top Gun was out, like everybody kind of went to see it. I know a lot of people that aren't big Godzilla fans did see the movie. I love that something that like I find so special is actually getting recognition from critics and is like considered one of the best movies of the year and like the rating system like worked in its favor and it was like really up there. There's a black and white re-release coming out. Uh, I, a lot of that kind of, you know, um, swayed me because I'm definitely biased, you know, but it was an amazing film, like hands down, like Godzilla in it or not. Uh, It just worked, so that's definitely number one for me.
1: Yeah, I think that um, what you said about the rigging system is I know we don't put too, too much into that you know, because of the historical uh, treatment that horror movies in general get, Um, but this one's got like 98 on Rotten Tomatoes for both audience and critics, and I'm like, damn, that's that's a very powerful message right there. It is, yeah. See this fucking movie, like yeah, it's, it's an amazing, amazing movie. And
2: Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to see Godzilla
1: Minus One. Um,
2: when they were releasing in black and white, I won't go to the theater to see that 100% just because I want that theater experience for that movie. Um, but my
1: number one was Talk to Me. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: Matt, I'm assuming yours is Talk to Me, right?
1: Uh, my number one was Infinity Pool. No, I'm just kidding. It's Talk to Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know some honorable mentions for me. Yeah, you know, I watched I watched Brenfeld on a plane. You know, but I I still I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Like it was just like fine, but I enjoyed it enough um, to mention it. Uh, Scream Six, I thought was a really cool movie. It Probably would have been my eleven. And uh, Mithriegen, I, I I thought there were some cool parts in Megan that I enjoyed
0: mm. Justin you got a c- couple things you want to throw out there like honorable mentions
2: yeah yeah I got a couple of honorable mentions um I mean this is only movies that we do for for this list but I have to throw *Full* of the house of usher out there as an honorable mention just because it's like had we been including tv oh, this would not yeah. have been yep. number two for me yeah it would have been in my top five for sure um, it's it, it little legitimately one of my favorite horror things that happened this year, but I mean that pretty much is the case with anything Mike Flanagan does. Yep. Um, so I got that on there as an honorable mention. Uh, one other thing I do have on there as well: uh, the first half of Exorcist Believer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, uh you had me in the first half
2: it did the movie had me in the first half i liked the first half of that movie and then it just all went downhill
0: um i don't really have a lot of honorable mentions i feel like i did talk about everything at some point uh whether it was an episode a quick bite or even now while we were just you know getting off topic here and there um I do want to mention two documentaries that were pretty good, and one of them was a documentary on Chucky, uh, Living with Chucky, which was pretty good. If you're a Child's Play fan, I would definitely check that out. And another um, documentary I saw that I didn't really mention at all, I don't think, was called uh, Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares, and it's a a documentary about Robert Englund. And, uh, you know, some of the things he did besides Freddy are in there. Uh, That's worth watching. But I, I do, we don't really talk about other things that often we we kind of do in segments like what else are you into and I, I want to bring that back next year but um there are just other movies i kind of just want to mention that i enjoyed this year that were non-horror um one of the big ones was um the new spider-verse movie Cross the spider-verse i thought it was a, an amazing oh, fucking movie just an yeah, amazing movie
1: spectacular amazing
0: yeah, web of all those things. It was great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's why we we're all. That's why we're all friends. That's why we've been friends for so long. Because <laughs> I, I knew this setup. I I enjoyed the Flash. I know it was kind of the pe- people like were on the fence about it. A lot of people just did not like it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was just something. I don't know. I was, I was into it. Um. Speaking of cartoons, uh, I, I not only was Spider Verse amazing, but um, definitely give some credit uh, to the Tur- Ninja Turtles movie. That was really cool. I don't know if you guys checked that out, but that was that really great. Yeah, it was really well done. Um, kind of following the shadows of that, and and I like that animation is taking like you know some some risks and like doing different things, and, and I really do enjoy that. Like, who would have thought, like, something simple like lowering frame rate, right, would make something look incredible. And, like, they're doing, like, all these different things to sort of change the game for animation because it's getting a little stale. So now we have these kind of unfinished-looking cartoons that just work. Like, they really fucking work. And I thought with Spider-Verse and the Turtles, I was both really impressed with where that's going. And and I'm not really a big fan of where movies are going right now. Uh, so when I see something special, I, I really take notice. And uh, I definitely wanted to mention those two.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree. I I love
1: both of those movies and the flash too. But this there's a segue joke I want to throw in here. Go, go, go. Yeah, there was an animated movie that I, I saw this year. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I highly recommend it. It's a it's a Christmas movie called Klaus. Klaus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it already.
1: <laughs> I did it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: Christ. <laughs> Christmas Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> other uh, other other things just real quick uh, non horror Dungeons and Dragons was fucking great. Uh, I think everybody should kind of yeah, check that out. It. Really funny movie. Uh they really did something cool with that that uh that type of series that genre. Um I loved the new Indiana Jones movie. I know people were not fans. I don't understand why. It was really good. It was an Indiana Jones movie. I don't know what really what more anyone could have asked for. Mission Impossible was Lived up to what it, you know, what what they always are. It Was a great movie. On um, I don't know if you guys checked that out, but it was good. Um, I didn't really get I into the whole. Haven't
1: seen it yet, but I know it's supposed to be spectacular, mm-hmm. like awesome summer movie. I wish I had uh, taken the opportunity to see it in theaters, but I saw. I didn't see it in the theaters.
0: Yeah, I, I rented it at some point, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't get into the whole Barpenheimer thing. I saw them both. I wasn't like I wasn't blown away with it. I would definitely say the Holdovers was great uh, for a holiday movie and. I think my two favorite movies of the year that are not horror uh, would be Past Lives, which was an A24 movie. Really, like, touching movie. And uh, one of my favorite movies of the year was The the Creator. The Creator, yeah. I I loved it.
1: Yeah, I just watched it last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Dude, I was like, please mention The Creator. God. (laughs) Yeah. You liked it? oh my god dude like
0: yeah you're not just saying that like okay i, I didn't make it i don't I know why i'm like, <laughs> like nervous
1: it is not what i expected at all and i feel like it's it was so awesome how they there was there was so much ambiguity to like who were the good guys and who were the bad yeah. guys here like it, it left you really having real discussions with people that we wa- that watched it with and it was like it was so well done
0: yeah, th- yeah, that's just other things I want to bring up. That's so, um... but I think it was a pretty good year for horror. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, we I could have made a top fifteen if I had to, and I had other things kind of in in the uh, in the chamber. All in all, yeah, I mean, like we were all pretty much in sync with like the top five, I'd say, like the top three at least, um, being like you know, Talk to Me, Cobweb, When Evil Lurks. Um, those are just some great fucking movies. Obviously, Godzilla minus one, great movies of the year. So we we got some good stuff definitely a better year than last year i think um with yeah, I'll give that. yeah and uh, i don't really know what there is to look forward to next year i've been just so focused on like other things i haven't really looked forward to that yet like to see what's coming up but uh you know we'll we'll, we'll break it down soon and we'll talk about that stuff and uh yeah we'll, we'll be here for for the all
1: exorcist non believer
0: i don't know if that's happening anymore
1: yeah i hope not um yeah i think 2023 was a fantastic year for movies. And what's what I commented on that one of the previous episodes was the fact that like, you know, three of my top five Yeah, are films. Yeah, you know, like, that's something. so and I, yeah. and I love that, you know, the the market is expanding in that way. And hopefully that, you know, with movies like Skimmerink and other experimental things, when they see what's actually doing well, is they stop with this, like, cookie cutter, you know, bullshit and all these big budget flops they don't give money to the wrong people they they actually uh fund some some good artists and put out some nice content over the next year and two
0: um i will say that um i I think there's a couple great things that happened for movies this year uh in general not just horror just you know we got a push to go back to the cinema right like that's been a thing that that they kind of started i think last year at top gun maverick and They've really been pushing that with, like, the double feature stuff and some of the other bigger movies that came out. I like that. I also like that, like, the long-running, like, cookie-cutter IPs are fucking failing. Like, I know that sounds, like, a little, like, like maniacal of me. But, like, I like that the Marvel movies are fucking bombing. Because, like, I, I got enough of them already. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to, like, push that shit to the side and give other people a chance to be like, that next one, you know? Like, when Marvel was at its peak and then ended, or, like, the first, like, three phases or whatever, it was brilliant filmmaking. Like, Matt, me and you talked about Endgame for, like, two hours on the phone. And, like, I don't need it to fucking keep going. Like, I could be, like, okay with a break or slowdown, but they did more shit than ever. And, like, I just want to see something else take the place, and I want to see something else that's... that Like, I want to watch other things shine out. Like, the creator, like... I think would have been an amazing series of films to look forward to like, you know, like a cool world or whatever like that, but they barely got that out there. Right. And, and not a lot of people saw it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that. Um, you know, for, for all it's worth, like, you know, I'll put it out there. Um, and I like that we've gotten like, uh, some experimental animation. I think that's really, really cool. Um, and yeah, like obviously the, uh, the horror market has like opened up to like international movies, and like when Matt said that, I was just like, "Wow, that's like one of the best ways to sum up the year." Some of the best horror movies that we got were from other countries, and like think about like horror at its peak in the '80s, right? It was all fucking U.S. Uh, feature stuff, and sometimes it was a like, Canadian, which is basically the same thing. It's United States <laughs> minus one. So I don't, I don't know, in <laughs> North <laughs> America, United States. Yeah, it's like come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But that way it was like Canadian and, you know, uh, United States, right? Like they were making all these like slasher films um, and then special effects films and stuff like that. But now we have a huge uh, influx of foreign movies and they're all been fantastic. Um, And if they're not foreign on their own, they're bringing in like, you know, foreign crew, directors, writers and stuff like that. Like with A24, they're making these kinds of movies and I like that a lot. I'm really... um, I'm happy to see some of those changes. I think those are positive changes in like movies right now. So hopefully we get more of that, or something even different than that 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 blows the door open to something else that we love or that becomes popular. And uh, if anything, it could keep, you know if it keeps at this pace, that's great. So um, yeah, with that said, uh, I you know thank everybody for listening this year. If you haven't seen uh, some of these movies that we listed, I definitely recommend watching them because uh, even the ones I didn't put on my list that these guys did, I'm a big fan of and other things we mentioned on the side were really great too. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you next year. Good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter and that's at sexy We also have Instagram at the sexy vampire teeth podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening guys. And good night.
1: You've been listening to the sexy vampire teeth podcast. got maddie and hey it's
0: matt <laughs> i like the first one that no one will hear better but okay <laughs>